UK food and drink exports plateaued last year after seven years of growth. And according to the Food and Drink Federation, one way of rectifying this could be by targeting markets in Eastern and Central Europe. I'm Gary Scattergood for Food Manufacture, and to find out how food firms can do this, I've been joined by Steve Barnes, the Food and Drink Federation's Economic and Commercial Services Director. Steve, thank you very much for joining me. First of all, what advice can you give to food manufacturers who are seeking to tap into new markets? Well, the most important thing is to be open-minded about the opportunities. There are plenty of opportunities out there. Once you're actually thinking about it, the most important piece of advice is research. Go out and see the markets. Today we've been running an event on Central and Eastern Europe. Thinking about it, I mean, what a market to target. It's on our doorstep. It's two hours flight away. You can get a flight for less than £50 there and back. Hotels are cheap. So actually to do a site visit and research the market properly is incredibly cheap. So it's a great market on your doorstep. And also don't forget there's a plethora of support out there available to food and drink manufacturers. The UK government has really put some investment behind supporting food and drink exports. And there are plenty of organisations to talk to. You can use FDF as a gateway into those organisations. So ask us the question and we'll put you in touch with the right people. Alternatively, of course, there's UKTI in their offices around the world and in London and in the regions, which are offering a fantastic service. Now you mentioned there that today's event was focusing on Central and Eastern Europe. To what extent are British firms already exporting to those areas? There's about £400 million worth of trade going from the UK into those markets at this point in time. I think that's really the tip of the iceberg. There's 110 million consumers. The economies are all growing faster than we see in the UK. And consumers in those economies, their personal wealth is growing at a rate that we're seeing faster in the UK. So there are great opportunities. I think we're at the start of a story, certainly not the end point. We're on a journey. Um, And the thing I've learned from today's event more than anything else is that some of the perceptions of Central and Eastern Europe are so outdated I mean, these markets have evolved rapidly. If, if you think of Warsaw 20 years ago and what it would look like today, what it looks like today, I mean, it's unrecognisable. Um, so these are modern, emerging, dynamic economies, and they are on our doorstep. That's what I keep coming back to. I mean, they're only two hours' flight away. So there's clearly plenty of opportunities out there. Are there any particular sectors that you think could do particularly well in this region? Well, I think it's always going to be market-specific. Just hearing from all the markets today, there are different opportunities in different markets. But that having been said, if you were to try and draw out some generic opportunities, it would be for the premium products indulgence products, luxury products, high-end products, there seems to be demand for. Dairy came up frequently as well, and cheese in particular. The reality is British food has got a good brand behind it. We are known for the high-quality ingredients, we're known for food safety, we're known for innovation, and we are known throughout Central and Europe for those features. Now, on a wider level, both the FDF and the government have repeatedly said over the last year how important exports are, both for the sector and the economy as a whole. Um, what evidence, if any, is there that that message is actually getting through and exports are increasing? Up until last year, we'd had seven consecutive years of growth in food and drink exports, and last year it plateaued. I think the variety of reasons for that but the two principal ones I'd pick out were the poor Q4 harvest which affected our ability to export cereals and also the decline in the eurozone and particularly the troubles of a market like Spain which has clearly had a very very difficult economy but that having been said there's got to be a great export opportunity and the support that the government is now giving food and drink is really encouraging. You mentioned there that the level of government support appears to be increasing is there anything more that they can do to help food firms on the ground? I think the biggest thing, actually, is awareness. 
I don't think enough companies in our industry are as aware of the support that is available that should be. Uh, we've just completed a piece of work, a piece of research that reveals that, to me, still a staggeringly high number of companies aren't aware of the support services that UKTI offer, or even a platform like Open to Export, which is a website which uh, is a fantastic hub of information and answers from peers about problems companies might be experiencing in exports. For me, it's awareness. There is support out there. It can be tapped into but are enough organisations aware and how can we work with government to make more food and drink companies aware of the support that is available and that's an important priority for us at FDF to make organisations aware of the support that is available. Steve Barnes, thank you very much. This is Gary Scattergood for Food Manufacture hearing how there are plenty of opportunities and support available for food manufacturers who are wishing to exploit new export markets.